And now, The Mentors, one of the most popular and unique shows on the radio today. Each week, one of our four remarkable CEOs, including Tom Lord, John Phillips, and Rick Brutico, will challenge your thinking about life and work. Sought after for their success and for consistently putting people first, treating employees and customers with respect, and helping others succeed, now these same CEOs, the mentors, want to help you achieve your highest level of profitability, success, and personal fulfillment in life, at work, and in business. Now, here's your mentor. Welcome. I'm Tom Laurie, and I will be your host today. Thank you for joining us. Today, our guest mentor is Tatiana Taichi Cameron. She is a natural-born performer, an artist, a singer-songwriter, who is an inspiring woman who traded the glamour of fame and money for artistic freedom and an authentic personal, spiritual, and artistic life. At the age of 19, she achieved amazing success platinum record sales, sold-out sports arenas, endorsements, and the limited edition of her own doll. She is going to join us today from her home in Nashville, Tennessee. Taichi, welcome to The Mentor Show. Oh, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for sharing your precious time with us. So let's get started and tell us a little bit about growing up in a communist country in Yugoslavia before uh, everything opened up. Oh, Tom, it was it was a wonderful time in my life. I was, of course, a child and had so many um, opportunities um, really available to me, even though you would not probably think that, <laughs> you know, as, um, as you introduced that. I grew up in the capital city, and when I was four, um, I had this strong sense of the power that music has in our lives. My dad was a, a singer and a guitarist. And, um, she, you know, when we sang at home, we sang all the time. Um, I, I just everything, all the gloominess and all the, you know, the, the struggles of, of everyday life as her four-year-old girl would go away. I did live with, uh, you know, eight or nine adults in a tiny little 700-square-foot apart- apartment, and they were all chain smokers. So my, my childhood was pretty you know, gloomy and gray. <laughs> Uh, but um, but the music had this power to really transform me and, and, and my world around me. Um, and I, very young, I started going to the music uh, conservatory and was enrolled to music conservatory. And by the, by the time um, I was 19, I had already had a, a career be- uh, behind me. And, you know, what I alluded as resources, you know, arts were free in Croatia. Music schools were free. Uh, it was just a matter of discipline and talent and how much work you were willing to put in to to um, to advance. And you went on, uh, how, and how were you discovered? I mean, you hit, you became a rock star. So how did, how did that come about? Yeah, you know, I was, I mean, I started singing professionally when I was four, right after, you know, I, I and that's why, you know, the, at the age of four, I had this sense and I, and I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to, uh, tell stories through music and touch people's hearts. That was my mission. That was my goal. That was everything. So, and it still is <laughs> after all these years. So I worked, you know, I, I worked, I was a child, um, like one of those standby children that would, you know, record all the jingles and perform in all the TV shows. And I was just, you know, I was in uh, the business. And I started touring when I was 
17, I started touring clubs and just doing a little bit more grown-up music. Um, and then what you're referring as overnight success was uh, I, I was selected to represent Yugoslavia at the Eurovision Song Contest. Um, and this was just last weekend. Uh, this Eurovision is held every year. It's one of the most watched TV shows ever um, in the world. I think it, it has, I think uh, they're saying, I saw a statistic that says that more viewers watch Eurovision than Super Bowl. That, that's a little bit like uh, American Idol or something like that that we see here in the United States. Well, kind of, except that each each country in Europe um, sends the representative. And, you know, these are not beginners. These are all usually established uh, popular singers from their countries, respective countries. Uh, and, the, you know, every, everybody votes. And it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful event that music, musically brings Europe together. At that time, this was 90, 1990, I was the last person that represented Yugoslavia before the breakup. Uh, and that year, I didn't win. Um, I, I scored. I was a finalist. I scored really high. I'm still one of like the most 15 most popular or fa- favorite um, entries, you know, of all times. And um, but I, uh, you know, the, the, the song that won that year was by Toto Cotunio that said "Unite Europe." So this was right before the EU, right before all these big changes. A few months after the Berlin Wall, uh, Berlin Wall fell, you know, and there I was on that stage. And when I won Croatia, the Yugoslavian competition, that's when I became an instant star in the sense that there was not one person in the in the country from ages 2 to 92 or 99 or 102 that didn't know who I was. What was life like as a superstar? Well, you know, it, it, it was exactly what you think about, think of uh, life as a superstar would be, you know, being mobbed all the time by, by people that want your autograph or, you know, want to hug you or want to tell you how much they love you. Um, hundreds and hundreds of letters, but this was before internet, so before social media. So I was getting flowers, real flowers, sent to my home, and real letters. Um, you know, and I, and I had everything, all the perks. You know, the entourage, the the chauffeurs, the, the top dinners. I mean, I was I I went from being a regular person to you know dining with and mingling with the the, the top people. Everybody wanted to shake hands with me. Everybody wanted to be in the company, my company. Um, and, you know, there was, a, there was a, from my perspective, my point of view, I didn't really appreciate that, you know, because uh, I was always, growing up, I always had the sense of, uh, we're all in this together. We're all the same. Um, I didn't appreciate the fact that somehow I was all of a sudden now wanted and privileged and loved more than as I was when I was just a quote-unquote regular person. I would imagine felt a little bit like a role model for younger girls, right? I was, I was. There is a, a term in, in there was a term called Taichi mania. They still refer to it. Um, it refers to kind of a frenzy that happened here with Beatle, Beatle mania. But mine also had a, you know, um, a connection with the political changes that were going on. So there was a lot to it. And yes, um, and, I, and I'd love to tell you all about how, you know, that being a role model. Well, we're going to come back after the break and hear more from you about being a role model and how you traded the glamour of platinum record sales for an authentic life when we return. This is Tom Laurie, and this is The Mentors Radio. 
And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. This is Tom Laurie, and today we have Tai Chi, former European rock star who traded glamour, fame, and money for artistic freedom and an authentic life. Before we went to break, you were talking about being a role model, and I, I guess, as I would hope, but I know it's not true of everybody that becomes a big star, there's a certain responsibility that goes with that. Uh, could you tell us more about how you viewed your role and your as a role model and yeah. Uh, some of the ups and downs of that? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I honestly, I don't know why um, I became so aware of my responsibility as a role model. I don't know why. I, I kind of contributed to just, you know, grace or moment of, um, I, I really can't explain it, except that because I always, my goal my life's goal was to tell stories through music and move people's hearts. I wanted to make this world a better place. That was always my goal. The fame and the money, it was a side effect. I, you know, it was never my um, focus. I wanted to be a successful um, an artist, but success to me didn't necessarily look like being a famous superstar. So when I, um, somewhere around in my teenage years, you know, I, um, I was raped. And that pretty much set up, um, uh, it took away my ability to, to protect myself, to uh, set up boundaries, um, and to really, you know, to, I, I mean, I, I also, I felt, I felt um, it was all my fault because that was the culture we lived in and that was the messaging that I had received at that time. So I didn't really process that trauma at all. Um, that became a motivator. I wanted to put all of the, everything that I had inside, all of the, the good stuff that was in my heart and all of the, you know, bad stuff that I tried to push away into my music. And I did. Now, when I became a superstar, um, one more thought. Growing up in communism under, you know, a, 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 a totalitarian uh, um, rule where, you pretty much have to follow rules, and if you, if you say something wrong, you, you know that you may get in trouble, right? So put those two things, things together, and now I'm a big superstar, and I have a wonderful team of uh, producers and managers around me who are all men who tell me what to do. And again, you know, I thought, well, you know, these people are going to protect me. Well, yeah, they're going to protect me, but the first thing they're going to protect is their money, their money uh, bag, not mine. Right, so as I was, I was on top of the world. I was a superstar. I was performing for thousands and tens of thousands of screaming fans. I was getting letters, hundreds of letters of little girls wrote, writing to me how much they wanted to be like me when they grow up. Then the war was starting to come. You know, we 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 knew that there was, there was anxiety, a collective anxiety about the future, what was going to happen. I became their hope. I wore this orange, bright orange dress when I won the contest, and I brought the sense of a better future coming to us. At the same time, I, I, my, uh, you know, I, uh, the factor in Croatia and Yugoslavia made a doll in my likeness. Everybody wanted that doll. And I looked at the doll, and I realized, that's me. I became a doll. I, dolls smile. Other people get to play with their hands and legs and clothes and everything else, right? And the dolls stay, stay silent. And I, 
and, and when I realized that this, this horror came over me, I could live with, you know, I, I personally could, sure, I could distract, I could numb, I could drink, I could do whatever behavior, you know, would help me to uh, go through the pain of being a doll and letting my trauma cause me to not be able to protect myself and let people play with me while I smile and be silent. But I looked in front of me where it was a sea of little girls. And I knew that I was setting up an example. Here, to be a successful woman, all you have to do is smile and let everybody else play with you. And that time, that was the moment when I said, no, I'm not going to do that. It doesn't matter what the price was. I was not going to do that. This is Tom Laurie. You're listening to the Mentors Radio Show. We are talking with former Croatian music superstar Taichi. You know, I, I think you're talking, when you're talking about the war and everything, you're talking in the early 90s. I happened to be in uh, Croatia in 1990 for my first visit, uh, and I had a chance to go to Mostar, and obviously what took place after my visit with uh, families who were who had entered married and everything, it was a really brutal time. And I know uh, at, during that time, uh, you went to the front lines, didn't you? And w- what did you see, and what did you feel? Well, you know, I... I, I... I remember experiencing, uh, knowing that this was a, somebody else's game that we were just played. You know, we were being played. Uh, it was, it was, a, it was a, it was a power struggle. It was a, uh, you know, a, a group of people on top who wanted to hold the power in the way that things were. Just got the, the, the all of us, you know, used what was dear to us and also used some very easily triggered emotions. To get us a, to be against each other, um, and that worked, you know. So when I my bodyguard was uh, my bodyguard was Serbian. I'm I grew up in Croatia, and he was he had to go serve uh, the Serbian army, which was directly opposite to who I was, where I was, and um, you know, and, and and he said, "Look, I know I'm going to have to hurt you," and um, you know, we cried and we could. It, it, there's no way to understand that. Why would I have to hate you all of a sudden? There's no way. But the politics of it was very strong. And, and um, you know, one thing that um, um, I remember we all were um, uh, collectively trying to stay in that place of love as opposed to be pulled into the hatred and anger and revenge and, you know, um, and, and really this horrible destruction. And these are lessons, uh, regardless of where you are, whether you're in Croatia yeah. or the United States, or in a career absolutely. or in a relationship, right? All oh, these absolutely. emotions, yeah. So, so, anyways, you so you you realize that uh, as I think you told me once that you had to leave or die, and you made a choice to leave. Tell us about your journey out of Croatia. Yeah, well, you know, I just like in my my career when I and I didn't see the way out. How am I going to break my contract? I couldn't break my contract. Um, you know, and I, 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 how do I, how do I not be, uh, you know, um, how do I reclaim my power? Um, I, di- I didn't see the way out, so I thought I would commit suicide. Honestly, the same with the war. When the war started, there's such overwhelming sense of despair that I thought, well, maybe the easiest thing would be just to, I don't know, just go stand in front of the tanks and let them run over me, you know? But a wise priest, Catholic priest, actually Dominican priest, told me 
very, very spir- deeply spiritual and, and just very beautiful, open-minded um, priest said to me, Tai Chi, don't go and die. Go and live. If you really care, if you really care for this cause, whatever your cause is, whether you want to be a good role model, whether you want to you know, help these people, whoever they are, go and live it. So that meant I had to reconnect with my passion, with who I was inside authentically, and then use that to create whatever, whatever I needed to create, recreate my life to really live and make a difference. Well, when we come back, we're going to hear more about how you went about living and recreating a life for yourself. When we return, we'll hear more from European superstar Tachi and hard-earned lessons that we can all learn from as she abandoned the bright lights of stardom for an authentic life. This is Tom Laurie, and this is The Mentors Radio. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back. This is Tom Laurie. Today we have Tai Chi, who's sharing her inspirational and intentional journey that took her from stardom in Europe to an authentic life here in the United States, where she's now transforming the lives of millions through music and story. So, Tai Chi, you were telling us about the uh, the change you made. You made a big change. Uh, you left Croatia. You left your country, and you went to New York. Uh, tell us about that. That's that's it took a lot of courage to do that. Where did where did you draw your strength from? Yes, you know when I uh, when I realized that um, I had to go on and live and and recreate, re- rediscover who I was and, and just put the pieces back together my with my broken self. Um, I realized that I had to go back to where I started before the world told me what uh, who I should be. I, I use this in my coaching. I love this sentence. You know, remember who you were before the world told you who you should be. So that was that meant, um, that meant for me. Okay, what am I trying to do? Tell stories through music that move a human heart to make a world a better place. And that, you know, knowing that I would do it for others was really my strength. Um, uh, if you know, if, if I think that when we are, you know, I, I I did need healing for my own my own personal healing. I needed that for me, of course. But I realized that through my healing, I would be able to do more for others. Especially thinking of all these girls that I was influencing. You know, every day I get now on social media messages. You know how much I uh, affected their lives, how I influenced their lives at that time. And then since then as well. Um, so that was really my, my strength. Um, you know, I, I also had a, a pretty epic spiritual um, experience that um, pretty much, um, you know, gave me, a, affirmed that sense of we don't live for ourselves. We live for the larger purpose. We have a, a larger purpose than, than just our profit, just making our career, you know, putting the money in the bank and going, ooh, this is, this is a nice pile of money. <laughs> um, we live for something bigger. And guided by that, guided by knowing that I was a part of something bigger, my purpose was to give and to make this world a better place. 
um, I, I went to New York. And the reason why I showed up, I, I came to New York was because, you know, where else can you tell stories through music that moves people's hearts except on Broadway? <laughs> and so I went to a musical theater academy um, and, um, you know, um, finished that. And, uh, you know, I, I found myself starting from literally scratch. I, I only, uh, I intentionally left my money and my connections back home. I did not want any of that. I wanted to rebuild the life again using just my hands, my talent, my strength, and also this newfound faith. Did you find some people in New York that you could trust, that could mentor you at the same time, some key people? I mean, you're in a new, you're in a new country, you're in a new country. I mean, that's a big, what you did is big. I mean, it's, takes a lot of courage to do what you did. Yeah. And you know, my mom told me, look, you can always come home, you know? So, so I I had that. (laughs) It's only (laughs) a plane plane ticket, you know, away the the safety net. Uh, But yeah, I, um, you know, if, if if you visually think about it, it was literally me with my two suitcases in the middle of Manhattan going, now what? <laughs> um, and I had a I had ten days. A friend of mine paid uh, for the ten days at a hotel, Roosevelt Hotel. Um, but then after that, I was on my own. And so I, you know, I, I connected with people. Um, there's a Croatian church staffed by Franciscans who I, I just admire their spirituality and their, you know, their they're, they're known for not asking a lot of questions, just, you know, giving you a hug before they give you a bath, so to speak. Um, and so, um, you know, I connected with them. So they were my first kind of like family away from family. Um, you know, and then I had another, I, I did meet another family who took me in and, um, you know, I, I, I did odd jobs. I started to, uh, eventually I started to temp, uh, for, you know, offices in New York and Manhattan. Um, I was, and then I was, uh, I connected with a, with a lady who owns a beautiful restaurant where I got to sing jazz with um, a harpist, you know, so I was slowly networking, which is the key. You know, you, you have to, yes, it's one thing to be alone in New York and I barely could speak English, but, but it's also um, very important to open yourself up and connect and, uh, look for people who can um, open the doors for you. And that's what I did. And it's also showing up, you know, persistently showing up and not giving giving up. Uh, this is Tom Laurie. Today we're talking to Tai Chi about her life in the fast lane and her pivot to an authentic life. So so now you're making this big change. You're in New York. You're, you've, you've gone on now. You've become a rock star of transformation, not only for yourself, but for others. <laughs> Right? I mean, you're still, we're going to get into it. You're still singing, but you're also doing a lot to help others heal, love more, and you're uplifting many through your uh, music. So so tell us about, you you met um, Matthew, and you guys, I mean, you've been in over a thousand concerts around the country. Uh, Tell us a little bit about how you moved to this next stage in your life where you became this rock star of transformation. Yeah, you know, I, um, I mean, I, I always did music, and music was always to me, even like you know, you heard from my story from very early on through all of my rock star, pop star days. It was always a tool for helping people go through hard time in life, to inspire them, comfort them, 
And so now I wanted, I wanted another element. I wanted to also help them um, to, to look for answers and, 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 you know, practical things that they can use to, to either create a change or handle change that life throws at them. And so I looked at, you know, I, um, I, I, I was always analyzing, I was always looking at, you know, why, you know, what, what gave me strength um, and made me leave my career. I was always very aware of all of that. Um, and so, um, you know, it, it took me a long time to put all the pieces together. Um, after five years, I moved to Los Angeles. That's where I met my husband. We started a ministry, really, of faith concerts, faith-based concerts. We traveled with as a family. We had three sons um, as they were getting born, you know. And um, we developed a really beautiful um, ministry with lots of musicians we had on, we hired and produced these beautiful concerts. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk to you some more about your being a rock star of transformation and what you're doing to help others heal and love and uplift themselves and reach all that they can do. Uh, this is Tom Laurie, and this is The Mentors Radio. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. This is Tom Laurie, and today we have Tai Chi, who traded her role as a European rock star for becoming a rock star and helping others transform their life. So now you're, you've gone around the country, you've given over a thousand concerts, uh, you brought your kids along with, you've seen a lot of the United States, probably a lot more than I've seen, uh, which is really, I envy that, that you've been able to do that. Uh, and then you've transformed, well, you have a couple of things have happened. Number one, uh, unfortunately, your husband passed away uh, to uh, cancer, uh, and you're now a single mom parent, and uh, still moving forward with helping others. Tell us a little bit about your, your, let's start first with your work in the prison ministry. You had some very important uh, lessons learned there from that. Absolutely. You know, the, the, the prison actually uh, is, is kind of like the, 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 the top of, of the icing for me <laughs> in, a, in a weird way. Um, that um, when I started mentoring the prison, um, I actually I, I, I wanted to go mentoring the prison because that I felt was where I could help those who are often forgotten, who got into the prison in the first place because they, you know, lacked the support that they needed early in life. And I always thought of how I felt all the shame and you know, all the lack of support when my trauma happened to me. Um, of course, my circumstances were very, very different, so I didn't get into um, the, 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 the uh, you know, similar trouble. But it was the prison where I wanted to go and help others with all the tools of coaching and everything that I have learned now through the years. Um, and, and as I, you know, as I work with these prisoners, I inmates, I realized um, how much they were helping me, <laughs> you know, to truly um, be able to offer to give because it's in giving that we receive and also liberate a lot of the stuff that I see imprisoning us, you know, everybody. You know, Tom, we, we traveled throughout, through the, like you said, you know, 
through America, and, and I love this country. I absolutely love and respect this country tremendously. And I, and I know, you know, I, I, I love entrepreneurs. My husband was an incredible out-of-box entrepreneur. And, um, but I also see a lot of people not even realizing what kind of opportunities we have here. And kind of sitting back and waiting for, I don't know, God to part the clouds and send the miracles down. And I lived like that, too, for, for many years after I had um, you know, I've met my husband and we started the church ministry. I got into a trap of what the American dream, what we think that the American dream looks like. You know, kind of a perfect family, church on Sunday, mortgage house. You know, the home, um, running our own business, um, being successful, all by definition of, of some picture that we are presented, right? And I was, throughout all of that, I was suffering with depression and anxiety and panic attacks. And our relationship with, our marriage was falling apart. We were separate for, for almost a year at one point. But none of that showed, you know. You could never see that on if you saw it performing these beautiful faith-based concerts. And I realized in that moment that my doll life from being a pop star and being that doll that was smiling and being silent was now very similar. You know, I just replaced the doll with this picture of the American dream that became my hiding cake or a mask. And again, once again, I did not want to be a role model for that because people would come to me again just very same, saying, oh, you have a perfect life. I want to be like you. And that's when I started talking about my depression, my anxiety, the rape that happened to me. I started sharing how I helped heal. Um, I trained as a life coach so that I can, um, you know, use tools for me, but also to help others. Um, uh, of course, I'm not a therapist, so I always make that disclaimer, but just coach coach people through their life transitions. This is Tom Laurie. You're listening to The Mentors Radio. We're talking with former Croatian music superstar Taichi. Have you ever heard of uh, Andre Nguyen and his, he wrote a book called The Wounded Prophet? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. So you know that's in your wounding that you then can serve others. A lot of people don't understand that. Uh, I have my own story. I'm not going to get into it but I, today, but I I became much more available. And it sounds like you had a couple. I mean, you had the situation in Yugoslavia, and now the uh, situation here when you came to the United States where there were some some real suffering that you went through. But And then you went to the prison ministry. You saw these people who had grown up in dysfunctional families. It sounds like you've, uh, you're the wounded prophet. Absolutely. I think we have to. Uh, open up our wounds, address them, he, you know, heal our own wounds, let them be healed, and then we can connect with others. That's the point of compassion. We can't do anything without compassion to the world. We, we will always just be, um, you know, uh, hard, selfish uh, people because that's our human nature. <laughs> Unless we um, open up our wounds, show them, just, you know, not be afraid to show them because that's the point of connection. I can't, I, you know, yes, people connected with me when I was a rock star in this desire to have this joyful existence, but they 
thought I had. And nobody has that on earth can have that perfect existence that doesn't have sadness involved. Because the perfect existence can only be if you are completely surrendered to love, if you live a life passionately in love with life and with people that are part of that life, right? So, but that love always comes with pain, period. So we have to, um, you know, um, be wounded and and come to people from that point. Well, you took all of this and you developed, you're doing the work with uh, transformational coaching for people. Talk about the five steps to a better decision uh, that you uh, use. Yeah, so my five steps uh, of transformation is really, I didn't make these up. These are um, five elements that are part of every transformation. And uh, there are five steps. The first one is to connect. Connect with your um, you know, um, sense of higher purpose, higher power, God, um, also your support system, however you define it, that, uh, you know, you just have to look out, outside and see the trees that are providing oxygen for you to breathe and have that sense of connection. You also connect with your goal. I, through my life, I always went back to that, that uh, what is my true goal in life to make a difference in the world? So connect with that place in yourself. So that's the first step. The second one is to uh, assess your external um, situation. What is on the outside that you can change? And then what is it that you cannot change? When my husband um, got diagnosed with cancer, we couldn't change the reality. But then we could change what is the third step, internal shift or the mindset. That's where we have control. We can wake up um, grumpy. We can allow stress to completely overwhelm us, or we can choose to calm down, to breathe, to trust, to um, um, be great, uh, gratitude, to find grateful, to find things to be grateful for. And then the fourth step is to... Well, we're going to we're gonna come back. We're, let's, let's come back in the next segment and finish off the last two. So when we return, we're going to hear more from uh, Taichi and her hard-earned lessons that have led her to a life where she's transforming the lives of others. Like us on Facebook at TheMentorsRadio.com. You will find all of our show notes and links at TheMentorsRadio.com. Subscribe when you're there. This is Tom Laurie, and this is The Mentors Radio. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. This is Tom Laurie, and today we have Tai Chi, former European rock star who's changing lives in the U.S. today through uh, music and story and coaching. And she's telling us about the five steps for better decisions. We're on step four, and we got to be quick because I want to uh, play uh, some music for our audience so they can hear your beautiful voice. Yes, thank you, Tom. Yes, uh, and all of the, my, my course is actually, uh, I have an online course, and I have on, on my website, which is wakingupevolution.com, um, these five steps, and you download it free and go through it. It's pretty good. So as I was saying, you know, four steps is uh, commit and practice. This is like every, you know, your, I'm sure every one of your guests would say this is probably the most um, uh, important step in, the, uh, in, in, in any kind of creating, any kind of change, whether it's in business, career, or, or personal life. It's committing and practicing or being persistent and showing up in that right mindset every morning. And then the fifth one, which I think is the most important, is giving back. Because when we, again, when we, you know, when we um, um, serve others, 
that's when we connect again with our higher purpose, with with others through compassion, and that connection becomes our becomes again the first step for another revolution of an expanded. Um, spiral that's not a circle in which you get stuck, but you're always growing through these five steps. And because life is, life is always transitional um, and changing, and we have to when we embrace it, it becomes our uh, superpower as opposed to something that we are afraid of. So we're going to post all of this on our website so everybody can go there and get these resources. Now you recently sang to 35,000 people in Zagreb to kick off the historic final uh, game of the uh, World Cup which is the first time I understand that you appeared there since the 1990s. And this fall, you're going to be on tour with your sister. Tell us a little bit about your uh, your your new show. Yeah, so my uh, new show is called Waking Up in America. Uh, it's actually the music show about uh, with this, you know, how we grew up with songs that um, are American songs and, and how beautifully connected that uh, that is. Um, I also have a TV show that's called Waking Up in America. It's very similar about you know, uh, turning points in lives and in our lives, um, and and why they happen. And it's, uh, it's not so. The tour, waking up in America, is going to be again an inspiring show to help people um, to to create change because change is needed right now in the world and America. And the change that I'm um, passionate about is the one that comes from within is when we choose compassion, when we choose love, when we choose to look at the fellow, um, you know, a fellow brother or sister, and we don't think how different, how they're different, or what did they do, or what are they doing that hurts us, but how do we connect? Where is the pain point? What are they going through that I wish to understand better so that it can help me love them more? Well said, and you, you've certainly had a lot of pivots in your own life, and I think what you're talking about with pivot points is what were the pivot points in your life and how did you change, and hopefully you responded positively rather than reacted. I think that's a large part of what you're getting at with the turning points. Uh, is that? I think I've got that right. Yes, absolutely. And also how to, you know, not just how to re- react or respond to, to things that happen to you, but how to create that change. A lot of people are suffering under a lot of stress. Um, a lot of people are, you know, afraid, anxious, depressed. So how can we trigger that change, um, that pivot point, without waiting for something drastic to happen? You know, one, one thing is uh, I, I have a cruise um, that I take people on oh, every, right. every year. So you can do that as a <laughs> pivot change that's right. point. I want to go on that cruise. The Adriatic is beautiful. <laughs> Croatia is beautiful. So w- one last one last question. Of all the people you've met, what is that one thing that you find in people that are truly happy? Um, their acceptance that the pain is a part of life. Absolutely. Well, good. Listen, Tai Chi, we're going to have to cut. We're going to go and we're going to play uh, some music so everyone can hear your beautiful voice. Uh, This is Tom Laurie. This is The Mentors. Join us next week when we are back at the same time with our next show. And until then, be all that you can be for those who are in the darkness. Thank you. God bless America. Land that I love.
It's been The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. To get more information about the program or a sponsor, to download a podcast of today's show, or to leave a question for our host, go to TheMentorsRadio.com. That's www.TheMentorsRadio.com. The preceding program, copyright CBJ, LLC. All rights reserved.